Hey, 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 it's Bayo J and welcome to The Motion, a debate podcast which sees two guests with conflicting opinions engage in an intellectual tug of war to sway my vote to their side of the motion. From music to society, culture to sports, the topic may vary from week to week, but one thing is always guaranteed. Your emotions will be set in motion. Episode 50! It's a milestone episode for us at The Motion, and it's also the season finale. It goes without saying that we couldn't be here without our listeners, without our guests. And so this is a highlights episode with a twist through the lens of our guests, our listeners, our friends. Welcome to episode 50 by the fans, for the fans. I am going to cry. Oh my goodness. I'm actually going to cry. The Motion, The Motion, The Motion. What can I say? One of the most entertaining podcasts I have ever listened to. I think, you know, the variety of debates, the variety of opinions. It's more than just, you know, just people talking like most podcasts, but you actually get something out of it. You get a laugh out of it. I think one line that has really stuck with me, because you guys do come out with those one-liners, but when she said, when you have people on Clubhouse. But where I think we need to be more careful, and I think where you need to tap into some form of knowledge source is when it now comes into knowledge sharing. When you now go into Clubhouse, we have seen it, right? People who have nothing but conviction and vibes just saying Jack. Lupe Fiasco is a rapper. He came into this room, socialism versus capitalism. Did not even know the Wikipedia definition. Just vibes, right? (laughs) Just vibes. Nothing but conviction and vibes saying Jack. And I was like, do you know what? That literally summarizes the internet. And it was just a nice breath of fresh air to have someone really just say how it is. And that's what I love about the motion. And as you mentioned, our one-liners, I just had to drop in one of my favourites as well. If I did Family Fortunes today and it was like, top five people most disliked in the UK, but Carrie Barlow would be your number one ring-a-ding-ding answer. And I have no proof other than the fact that I know this is true. People don't like Gary Barlow. Felicia wasn't the only one who enjoyed Do You Have to Read to Have an Opinion. So I can't believe it's the 50th episode of my favourite podcast. Just want to big up the motion team. You guys have been making me laugh. The um, episode about having an opinion and whether you need an opinion to feel educated on a topic. I even got a book from the episode. Let me just get it. Let me get it. Let me get it now. Hood feminism, and I really enjoyed that book. Hey, 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 it's Faye OJ, and you're now tuned into the motion. The one whether you have to read to have an opinion, because I ended up like buying a book that was recommended from one of the guests, and that episode really made me think. By being knowledgeable or being read, that doesn't look like one thing. Just to wrap up, there's actually a great book called Hood Feminism by I think Mickey Kendall. And her type of feminist theory is drawing on lived experiences of people mm-hmm. into a book. That is a knowledge source. Another fave has got to be... The Battle of the Goats. Battle of the Goats. The Battle of the Goats. I really enjoyed the Battle of the Goats. Our special episode where we pit things considered the greatest of all time against each other. This could be... Wicked and Lame Is. Or... The Sports One. Or... High School Musical versus... I believe it was Camp Rock. There really is no limit. We do it in TV, we do it in sports, we do it in music. And it's one of the few times where I jump off the fence of moderating and get involved in the action. I think Ains put quite a competitive argument especially with a man's 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 man lebron is different gravy he is a basketball savant six foot eight a man's man's man as a complete baller lebron james is more complete 
than any other player to grace the game of basketball. Jordan, okay, he can put the ball in the bucket. And I would say my opinion probably has changed since then. That was just a hit. Obviously, as a big sports fan, was definitely joked to see Ainsley describe um, <laughs> Michael Jordan's The Last Dance as propaganda, riding out for LeBron. People don't remember the misses. They remember the big shots he takes. I mean, man's out here making propaganda videos on himself to big himself up. <laughs> but I also learned something. Obviously, man grew up not having Disney Channel at the house. So I also learned that Demi Lovato and Jonas Brothers were in Camp Rock for the theatre part. Uh, definitely recommend it to everyone. There's always something out there for people from all backgrounds and all interests. That episode really meant a lot to me because I am a huge High School Musical stan. Like, I love the entire franchise. So hearing someone really defend it, like, wholeheartedly, it really meant a lot to me. And it was just hilarious from beginning to end. Till this day, I am still bop, bop, bopping to the top. Till this day, we're all in this together. Till this day, I have to keep my head in the game. And I'm breaking free. I stay breaking free. I do hear that, you know. But you know what it is? As much as I love Zach, and believe me, I love Zach, but can we all appreciate Zach Efron didn't actually sing the vocals? He didn't. I'll give you that. I want to ask why Chad wasn't captain of the basketball team. Who screams what team? <laughs> it's Chad. <laughs> Chad screams what team? I am a ride or die Les Mis fan. And to have... Not just UFA, but also Tolua, just giving all of the right energy for Les Mis. I will say, the, <laughs> the part where you advocating for Gavroche is like what really seals the deal for Les Mis. Like with every story, with every character in Les Mis, from even Gavroche. Oh my gosh, okay, that's a stretch. <laughs> Gavroche is a stretch. Gavroche might be the star of Les Miserables. I can't believe you've just done that. A, a seven-year-old fighting for the French Revolution. What were you doing at seven? Not fighting for the French Revolution, that is there, for sure. There we go. Yeah. That's, that's mm. all that needs to be said. The fact that we're using the seven-year-old as the, the pinpoint for Les Mis, I think, sums up everything that needs to be said, really. Keep it away from my argument. I don't know about that. I feel like that was a bit of a stretch. 50 episodes of The Motion. Big achievement. Big congratulations. Love the pod so much. I think what I like most about the pod is that these are conversations that I have with my friends all the time anyway. And so just having it in like a more structured like approach so you can actually like organize thoughts and like actually present things better, so good. Things like, does social media ruin the sanctity of moments? People want to be noticed at the end of the day. People want to uh, be nosy. People want to be nosy. People want to know things that people want to be known. I want to know the know the know. Now become almost too easy to post those moments. It's three presses. The camera off, the camera on, and then just tweet. Like it's it's No caption. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> couple love hearts, couple love hearts. Who's the best Spider-Man? If you want to tell me Toby Maguire, Toby Maguire as Peter Parker, who can't even keep a job as a pizza delivery man, yes. to deliver the, the upside down sensuality of that, that you're a liar. Um, I would a, just a, a liar. This just speaks to the the absurdity of those films. That is not what Venom does. The symbiote doesn't take over your body and make you an emo and make you cut your fringe in a way that no person's hair should be in the mid two thousands. It's awful. Like there's no way to justify the nonsense that befell us <laughs> in that trilogy. That's an important conversation. The range. The range. 
of discussions. The absolute range that the motion has to bring. The food wars, arguing about drums or flats, guys. Where else are you going to find that? <laughs> only on the motion, only on the motions. All right, my highlight of the show, the debate on drumsticks versus flats for chicken wings. Because I'm thinking it's like a surefire drumsticks debate. But the fact that someone made me consider having flats properly and maybe rethink the way I eat chicken, my relationship with chicken, my relationship with chicken wings. And if you know me, I just really vibe with chicken wings. That was it. And there's also mad intellectual. Who's having an intellectual debate about chicken wings? I've concluded that a drum is actually not a chicken wing. It is oh, actually just a mini drumstick. Flats are struggle. Why would you see a flat next to a drum and think, oh, actually, I'm going to go for that flat, <laughs> that meatless flat. Scientifically incorrect. You can have a drumstick without a wing. What you cannot have is a wing without a flat or a flat without a wing. So they actually complete each other. Intellectual insight into my relationship with chicken. Hi, it's Nicola here, a regular at The Emotion. Congratulations on your 50th episode. I am so, so happy for you guys. I say guys, but I really mean Feo J. Congratulations for being so awesome and starting this incredible podcast. The Motion, I just love it. I love everything that it stands for. You can go from talking about whether a toasty should be triangular or rectangular to talking about social issues and identity politics. I think that's just incredible. The range is just 100%. The Motion is light. It's half an hour, but it's everything that you need in 30 minutes. Honestly, I just want to start by saying that the Motion Pod is just so brilliant. It packs a punch in every episode. I just feel like all the topics that you debate are just so well balanced and well thought about. I think one of my favourite episodes is when you discuss like Uncle Tom's versus Karen's, just because I feel like this is something that's been on my mind for so long. I think historically, so if we look at, say, the Central Park Five and, like, Emmett Till and a lot of cases of white women making false allegations against black men, it was harder to find cases of white women against black women. The lynching narratives, it just centres white women and black men and the false allegations that white women did and continue to push through against black men. But I do think that a lot of like um, slave narratives, even for example, Frederick Douglass, among others, kind of emphasize the fact that more often than not, white women were more violent and more sadistic in their acts against black women than like white men were. And instead of seeing those violent sexual encounters as such saw this in a jealous lens thinking that the black women were seducing their men and that they were stealing them men from them they would actually be harmful sadistic like you know sell the children out away from the mother and just do those extremely hurtful acts. There's that sense of betrayal that you feel as a black woman at times when someone who, like Childish Gambino, who's like, you know, always fighting for the cause and stuff like that, but he's with a white woman or Jordan Peele. I believe love is love. Like in my hearts of hearts, I believe love is love, but I won't say that it hurts. There's also an element of self-hate amongst black men. I've heard on more than one occasion where people say, if, if I'm dating a black woman, they can't be darker than me. And also, European American femininity is, is never, in my opinion, going to be accessible to black women. What is feminine? Is it the way your hair flows? Is it the way your nose sits? Is it your stature? If the way we see femininity, black women don't fit into that, when, when men are dating and they're trying to find, again, in the heterosexual, um, 
context to try and find a female partner, but these black women aren't feminine, it's going to dissuade them from picking black partners. And the way that everyone was kind of like dissecting both sides was just like, it was so informative and just so like eloquent and just well put. It just encapsulated everything that I've been thinking about, but I haven't really been able to like put into words. The way you balance all of these like really serious topics, sometimes like more like harder than others. Okay, because of the way it opened my eyes, my favorite episode of The Motion was the Our Sports Fans Deluded one. You know, as an Arsenal fan, we've been going through it. We're in the mud right now. So I was expecting a bit of support. If my dad told me he was going to kick me out of the house if I didn't support Arsenal, I was four years old. What do you think I'm going to choose? Shelter or Arsenal? That's the same rhetoric that is literally forced upon modern day fans. That doesn't sound like loyalty. It sounds like delusion. Dammy, do children deserve homes? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold, hold up. Before you might twist my words in a small little snippet that you put out, are you like... Gabby says children don't deserve homes. Watch the rest of the video to find out. No. Now, I'm sorry that in your case, you were born into an Arsenal family. That's not my fault. That's your own personal problem. But no, I was hearing how, how deluded it is to be a loyal sports fan. So it just it just taught me a lot. It taught me if there's jumping ship, that I'm in this thing on my own right now. But of course, still enjoyed the episode massively. Shout out to Ife, shout out to The Motion, and congratulations for making it to 50. It's just so perfect. Like, you've actually cracked the formula. One amazing thing about doing The Motion is all the pod friends we've been able to make. The podcast community is without doubt the most supportive creative community I've ever been a part of. That was Patricia from the legendary That Would Bang pod. And here are some more of our pod friends. I'm Eden from Don't Like The Stands. First and foremost, I want to say thank you for the episode you had recently talking about kind of music journalism and music overall. And thank you for mentioning podcasts. I really appreciate that. I just got to say that Ife has one of the best voices for podcasting that I've ever heard. And I really do mean that. Like She has a really unique voice for podcasting that has a very quirky feel to it and I hope it continues to grow just keep talking and having the conversations and having the debates I think the debates are great and I think the way that you facilitate conversation from what I've heard is amazing the other co-host of That Would Bang Pod Adesi hi for AJ super happy super excited love the show I think the motion is amazing my favourite episodes I have two. First one has to be the Meghan and Harry episode where we discussed the royal family and you brought your mum on board she is hilarious auntie these points were literally cracking me up the whole way through. I'm going to be very controversial here because a friend of mine says I'm a Megan hater. I am not a Megan hater. Megan has a lot to answer for. She started the interview by telling us she didn't Google Harry at all. She didn't. I think that's absolute balderdash. I'm sorry to say. And even though I didn't agree with everything she said, I loved the vim in which she articulated her argument well. My second favourite one was between Noni and Okemdi when they discussed whether we should go back home and what home looks like to people who are second generation immigrants going back to their motherland. 
don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's gonna, you're going to go back there and you're going to be phenomenal at whatever it is that you choose to do. No, you're going to get kicked in the teeth, kicked in the stomach, probably kicked in the behind, and someone's going to close the door on your hands. Like, it's not <laughs> an easy place to be successful. I found it really insightful because I found myself guilty of both arguments and guilty of being the culprit of thinking in both ways. It was just really interesting to see. Love what the motion does. As usual, you always keep it juicy and flowing. Thank you for making such a great podcast. Juliana from No Shame in My Name Pod. Oh my gosh, so happy for you guys. The reason why I'm smiling whilst I'm saying all of this is because The Motion is a top tier podcast. Every episode that I listen to has me cracking up in some way, shape or form. Yeah, it's hard to choose one. The Royal Interview, A Generational Divide. The women and sports heritage history with It's a Continent Pod. More episodes, more motions, and hopefully, like, share my own, my own two pence too. The Meghan and Harry generational debate was another really, really popular one. The royal debate. I think I really just liked the family intergenerational aspects. There were a lot of shots being fired, a lot of jokes being told. I really loved the fact that it was two generations. It was done with your mum and your sister. The dynamic between you guys was just so fun. Your perspectives were so balanced and real, which I think is such a critical element that was missing from a lot of the conversation and the content that was released about that particular issue. So many chuckles and so many fun moments. Harry's also being let off. All I'm seeing of Harry is people share photos of him dancing with African kids <laughs> and be like, Harry's invited to the cookout. Harry can have my jollof rice. As if Harry's son, Martin Luther King. Can I just ask you guys something? Honestly, are you telling me that, okay, all of these things put together, that being my children, that if this was your, that you were up and go, Absolutely. So you will give it one year? Two years. Why me as a medium dark skin toned black girl? What is my business entering into the royal family? Seeing how they treated people that even were royal themselves. People who are white as well. People who are rich. What is my business entering? If it was me, would I ever leave? I wouldn't up and even enter. That place is not <laughs> for me. I'm a big fan over here. Keep doing what you do. Here's to... 50 more plus. The great thing about the mission is you take the everyday people who actually, when you hear them talking with their opinions, sound so extraordinary. I don't know anyone who can bring out the fight in people like Theo J. Truly, she is so good at what she does. You know, people who haven't even debated ever in their lives will be coming on the motion and be giving you energy. Where would we be without our ever so humble guests? My favourite episode is the one that I starred in. The one that I was on. Obviously the ones that I'm on. Obviously the episodes that I was on. I'm going to be biased and say one that I was on. Actually, an episode I was in and, ha, shock. It was a great episode, again, because I was on it, but if I definitely contributed with her humorous little sayings. Nah. Joking. Okay. It's Renny. My favorite episode was actually the one where they compared gospel music and said, should gospel music even be a genre? And I never actually thought of it like that. But when the guy who was speaking said that Alicia Keys is no one could be a gospel song. Alicia Keys, no one lyrically could bang on be a gospel song. If I decided to sing that song about my relationship with God, 
there is not a lyric in there that would be out of place. And I checked it before. Literally just singing the lyrics. Yeah, the yeah, head, yeah. We could be close. We can stay forever. All of that. If you got into my car and were like, JJ, play me a Christian song. You have not narrowed it down at all. I know nothing about your music taste from that statement. So we're not talking genres. I was like, oh, it all makes sense. So honestly, through the motion, I've learned so much. That was one of the funniest moments and the most memorable moments that I've had listening to this podcast. And I am so proud of you guys. Congrats on 50 episodes. A funny moment was when if I couldn't comprehend this statement, part and parcel, one of the earliest episodes. Sorry, what does this part and parcel mean? It's a part and parcel. <laughs> like, it's normal. Rolling Why is it part and parcel? Is it, his, is it history? No, it's not even a history thing. It's just like a one of those phrases in it the English language has that yeah. everyone... You can start using it better now. What's part and parcel what's in <laughs> So, yeah. Parcel and post. So this is like parcel and post now. Wait. Post and part. <laughs> she tried, man. She tried. <laughs> Something I've definitely learned is the importance of listening to understand rather than listening to respond. When I came into my episode, I definitely had a very clear stance um, and very clear feelings. But, you know, sometimes it's just good to take a pause, take a step back, and you might actually learn something. The motion in general, I mean, the fact that it is a debate show and, and the fact that um, Faye is always choosing really interesting topics means that beyond the show you're still discussing it like you can bring it up at parties like when you're out with people and people will always have things to say and things to contribute regardless of their age regardless of their viewpoint having the ability to empathize with different people's points of view in the generation that we live in it's so easy to like go on twitter and get like dragged or cancelled for saying an opinion that people don't agree with whereas on the motion everyone is free free to, you know, express themselves and what they think, even if their opinions are, in fact, very, very wrong. Music doesn't have to be about being oppressed. Some days you just want to go on the dance floor, break it down, like, you don't want to have to be thinking about your ancestors whilst I'm trying to catch a wine. Like It's just so beautiful to be able to see different people that might be from completely different backgrounds or have completely different opinions come together on the motion and have, like, some actual dialogue. Like, it's not a screaming contest. And I think that's what this generation is missing. And it has taken Miss Faye OJ to come in and create that so big up you if big up the podcast i'm so so proud of you and congrats on 50 episodes the motion has taught me a lot about how to have open and honest conversations about controversial topics and just topics in general where today everybody is very like sensitive about stuff i love the fact that if just kind of says what's on her mind and she allows other people to say what's on their mind i really think her voice is very valued and her platform is very useful in this day and age so shout out to you girl just being able to kind of sit there with someone who has a completely differing opinion and to have, you know, to be so passionate about something that you don't even really believe in. I think only the motion can achieve that. And so I'm so, so glad to have been a part of its journey thus far. And I can't wait to see what's coming up next. Should rappers take accountability for their lyrics? I still think they shouldn't. I did lose that debate. Something I've learned on the motion is that it's OK to change who you support. And you don't have to be in bondage to any team just because you grew up supporting them that was a good episode i really enjoyed that shout out to women for giving me the opportunity to contribute on my own podcast kmt shout out to you guests literally literally could not do it without you so like if you want to 
have your moment. Go on and have it and have it and have it again. <laughs> Back to the listeners to end this in a wholesome way. Hello, The Motion. It's Avi TV here, and I want to start by saying thank you, Ife, for the hard work that you've put into The Motion. You deliver value and entertainment every single week, and we love you for it. One crucial life lesson that I learned from The Motion came in my favourite episode, Should You Be Dating to Marry? I learned, firstly, that marriage is not the end goal for everyone, But secondly, even though you might not actually marry a person you're dating, you take communication habits that will benefit you when you marry the one. And that is an amazing point there. I always joke that, like, I'm 22 now, soon to be 23. As I enter a relationship now, like an eight-year relationship, you don't have a choice. There's absolutely no way you're, you're going to leave me. Like, there's actually not. Even if you don't want to get married, you still deserve to date people who at least consider marrying you. Too old to be on a date with someone and have them look me in my own grown face and say that they don't want anything serious at all. And also the dating to marry one. That one was really funny. Long live the motion episode 50 and i wish you all the best big up the motion team i can't wait for many more episodes please don't start because i love this podcast 50th episode i'm so so proud of you and everyone that you've brought along in the motion i'm always like laughing at the captions and the names of things you're bringing so many different people and perspectives together i think it's really really refreshing to see that there's a space for that right now it feels very genuine really love the dynamic of how there are always two opposing sides some you might agree with and some you might not necessarily but i always find it intriguing just to hear other people's view as opposed to like a podcast where there's only the view of the host there's always so much to learn is there anything like a bad film i think a lot of from my understanding of where like the study of mise-en-scene came from. Mise-en-scene? <laughs> it's a French term. So mise-en-scene is like basically everything that's happening in the frame. The lighting, the set design, the costume, the acting. Just- so I also love the episode where we're talking about the length of an album. Things like that. I mean, those episodes were lit. And to finish off, here are some messages that were sent to us. Okay, let me just read this one word for word. I'd probably say in the episode of whether the UK scene is incomparable to the US scene, something that stuck with me is you calling the white middle class grubby. I've never heard that word before. To then bring Michael Gove's daughter into it as well. I don't think UK rap was actually black, if you get what I mean, to start with. Even N-dubs, like Daffy and Talisa, London is a multicultural city. The white middle class, like, a lot of them are very um, grubby in the sense that, like, I don't know if you saw that <laughs> video of, of um, Michael Gove's daughter. Like, I wasn't surprised. I went to school with a lot of people like that. It was a lot, like, they go to Reading, they like to... They actually like it. Like, they, they actually seek for it. Made complete sense to me growing up. 
with loads of middle class people, hella relatable. In general, the episode was dope, a lot of range. Couldn't believe that someone was willing to argue that Gunling could be a depiction of black male struggle. Thank you to the Our Infant Influencers Glorified Child Labourers episode for reminding me my mother needs to run me my money for the false violin performances at age 10 at random family dinners, lol. I also loved the episode about calorie counts on menus, mostly because if as admission about the wee fit, shaming her into Zumba was relatable for everyone in 2009. I remember on my Wii Fit and I was like 12 years old and they were telling me I was obese because of like the BMI. I used to wake up every morning before school and do Zumba. This is like a true story because my Wii told me I was obese (laughs) until I realised I wasn't. A past guest said it's a structure that they personally haven't seen before in a podcast style and it was like a fun game show. Another said that, um, (laughs) it's weird saying it about myself, but that um, Faye OJ's a powerhouse with more hours in her day than 24. Not sure how she manages to record, edit and work full time. I am generally not sure either. Another said, which I love, that the podcast avoids debating people's lived experiences. Also have a message from No Shade Pod, past guests on the show. Really enjoyed being on your show. Love the concept as it's so different and made us feel like we were in a debate club, especially having to back our arguments with statistics. If you listen to this episode, you know these girls came through with the statistics. Another quote, it's so hard to pick my favourite episode from the motion, but one of my faves has to be The Real Housewives, Needy versus Kenya, Roma versus Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Not only am I a huge Housewives and Nilly Leaks fan, but I thought the episode was absolutely hilarious and I love being able to hear from a variety of Housewife fans and to relive all my favourite bits from the Housewives franchise. My absolute fave episode. Thank you so much for the motion. I love it and it not only keeps me so entertained, but teaches too. That is the goal. Wow, what an episode. It's amazing to see the journey that we've been on through the lens of people who listen, people who get involved. It's crazy honestly it just feels really surreal right now and to end the season on the same episode as well but we are not going anywhere 50 gone 50 more to go and a 50 and a 50 and a 50 after that in jesus name thank you so much for all the support don't miss us too much our episodes are still there so go back and listen i am so so proud of you your work rate is unreal and you've just done so well i've been lucky enough to be present for some of the behind the scenes moments of the motion and truly to get each episode out guys it is it is hard work but the consistency wow 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 um you guys never really fall flat and you guys always improve you know year year on year season on season guys onwards and upwards big love